Yo, this is ECW Original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And you're listening to Smash the Mat Podcast. The reason I listen to it, because I'm an Anderson. All right, everybody, it's Badass Billy Gunn, WWE Hall of Famer, and now your new AEW producer. You're listening to Smash the Mat Podcast. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it. The Smash the Mat Podcast with your hosts, G Money, J5, DB, and Mr. Magnificent. Yo, what is great in the state? It is the ugliest brother in radio, G Money. And of course, you are here with one half of the sexiest tag team in all of North Carolina, Team Sexy, Mr. Magnificent. Okay, all right. That's what's up. We're here with another edition of the Smash and Map podcast. And today we are joined by Wrestling Royalty. We have one of the most illustrious wrestlers in North Carolina in the building with us today. We have, you go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. No, no, no. You're doing a good job. Okay. Please keep it going. No, 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 no. We have North Carolina legend Hang Time in the building right now. What is good, my brother? Uh, same old. Do it again. I like that. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. On, on. North Carolina wrestling legend Hang Time is in the building. <laughs> one more time. One more time for the people in the cheap seats. Look, look, you know what? You know what? It's so nice. I'll say it thrice. North Carolina wrestling legend Hang Time is in the building. I uh, thank you, sir. I thank you, sir. Yes, I am. <laughs> so there is. There's so much we could talk about. I know. Like I know exactly. The, the, the I've known you for years. The stuff that I personally know you have done in the business is just ridiculous. I can only imagine what you've done before I come along. But give everybody just a little bit of background on on how you started in the business. Wow. Oh boy. Um, geez. Uh, mm. <laughs> wow. Well, I think like anybody else. When I was a kid, I was a fan of wrestling. Right. Um, it was a big deal. You know, that F word was like, it was horrible for me. Man, I thought The Undertaker was really dead when I was a kid. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I believed that. I mean, you, yeah. could, you couldn't tell me no different. I mean, I remember, man, watching Ric Flair when he had hair. I mean, mm. I, the blonde it, hair. Man, I just, <laughs> I remember Dusty Rhodes. When he had all his hair, and I mean, I remember Magnum T.A., I remember Ronnie Gar. I mean, I remember the old school wrestling. Nothing against what you're seeing today, but I just remember. They never went to the top rope. If they went to the top rope, man, it was a big deal. Right, I mean, right. It was just the closest to a top rope, what do you want to call it, uh, spot, whatever you want to call it, the closest to a top rope I ever saw was when Dusty or whoever would send Ric Flair off. And he would do like the little that, that flip front over flip the, over, yeah. run to the other corner, and then get punched in the stomach. That was a high spot for me. I right. mean, man, that the stuff I see today, man, I'm just so amazed by it. But that was just my thing right there. I was amazed by that. And I knew when I was a kid, you know, traditionally you played basketball, never played baseball because, you know, in the neighborhood you just didn't have enough kids to play. So – Basketball, you played 21, or yep. football, you played like sideline bust or whatever. Hey, yeah. Those were just the two traditional sports I was involved with. When I was in the third grade, I got introduced to organized sports. I played baseball um, in College Lakes. That was when I started recognizing team unity, teamwork, you know, the practices, the hard work that you had to do. So I remember every Saturday morning, 
I would wake up at eight o'clock. I would look at WTBS, the Superstation, right? And I would watch wrestling, or I would turn around and look at channel. I'm gonna tell my age here now, without <laughs> telling the number, without giving y'all a number. I'm gonna tell my age. I remember when I used to look at that little floor model TV. Uh. You had like the little two long antennas, had little oh, had a little aluminum foil on the back of it and Ooh. everything. And I would look, I'd be like, uh, like Ken, don't move. All right, a little more, a <laughs> little more, a little more, a little more. Gee, you stay still. All right, all right. And then as soon as we the screen got cleared, I yelled at y'all. I was like, all right, a little more, little, don't move, don't move, don't move, right there, don't move. <laughs> and then as soon as y'all moved, it went back to messing up and everything. So I would look at y'all and like, y'all got to hold the uh, antennas for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's old school. That was just old school. You know, I don't remember the WWE. It was all NWA. It right. was a Crockett promotion. That's all I knew. You know, how I've seen the business transition and everything was always amazing. So I became a fan man when I was a kid. I think when my mom was pregnant with me, she was in the hospital bed watching wrestling because I just, <laughs> I got addicted to it. Um, I was a very good basketball player, great football player, but my heart was wrestling. Man, I remember we used to take cardboard, put the aluminum foil on it, oh, man. misspell the letters. I used to get the <laughs> I used to get the NWA and NWD mixed up. I mean, it was just because I was so excited, man, to make a belt, you know. And then here I am, not telling my age, right. but you can figure it out. Now you can buy a belt, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. at a show that was a, that was just never heard of in my days, you know. I remember when the shows was at the National Guard Armory or a high school gym, and that wasn't like an indie promotion. That was the NWA. They yeah, never yeah. went to the Coliseum. That's crazy. If they went to a Coliseum, the biggest Coliseum was either Greensboro Coliseum or the Cumberland County Civic Center. Once again, tell hey, my age, hey, so, hey, you know, you got to ignore me. Yeah, God. <laughs> you know, I remember graduating high school from the Civic Center, not the Crown Coliseum. Yeah, yes. So we're going to get off the age a little bit. So, yeah. you know, but, yeah, I've been a wrestling fan, man, all my life, all my life. Met some good people with it, man. But, yeah, I just – I remember the old schools, you know, the old school wrestlers. It didn't it didn't all go about the physique. It was about wrestling. You didn't have to have the six-pack abs. Right, you know, right. everybody back in the day had the hairy chest, hairy legs, yep. you know, whatever. So They were in shape. They yeah. were round. Yes. Cardio was always something, and I think that's why when I would see people in wrestling, I always say, you don't have to have the six-pack body, man, to be a wrestler. You, you think you do, but you you don't you don't understand that part. So it was always an amazing thing with me. You know, when I, when I met Kamala, you know, mm -hmm. you look yeah. at him, ain't yeah. nothing six-pack about him but Heck the bone. No. Yeah. It's the bone. <laughs> but when he get in that ring, you believed everything. So it was just always an amazing thing. But uh yeah. Been a wrestling fan all my life. Man, that is legit. So throughout your career, who was who was one of your idols that you ended up wrestling? Or have you? That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to get into details of how long I've been in wrestling. <laughs> I've met a lot of great people. I'll tell you this. I have been in a ring with Dusty Rhodes. Mm. I have been in a ring with Kamala. Wow. You know, I've been in a ring with Tony Atlas. I've been in a ring with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know. Oh. 
I've just, <laughs> uh, man, ooh, I've been in a ring with Rob Van Dam. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, you'd be surprised. I wish we could have done this interview at my house and I showed y'all my man cave. Right. Because right, then, right. then I'd have had the evidence to show y'all what I have and everything. I remember being in a ring with Buff Bagwell. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I just, you know, I, I, there was like a, my biggest thing was always said when I, if I wrestled you or if I had some type of shape or form with you, I wanted to get a picture with you. Right, mm -hmm. right. Because sometimes, man, you tell people you met Michael Jordan or you yeah. met LeBron James. Man, come on, man. Today's like, world, <laughs> and that's the biggest thing, you know, and I don't want to say it in a negative way to, like, start a rumor or a story, but it's like some people, man, you have to show them. They have to see it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you did. Or, oh, you know. If I was to sit up here and, and, and tell you, man, you like ain't no way. I remember being in the ring with Nikita Koloff. Jeez. Man, that was one of like the most awesomest. You look at wrestling and you look at how strong guys look. Man, let me tell you something. You get in the ring with Nikita Koloff, that is solid. That I mean, that is straight solid. Right. And when you look at him, and I, I tell you no lie, I was in a ring with him and a guy by the name of Maestro. The maestro. From WCW. Yeah. And Nikita Koloff was our special referee. And during my match with the maestro, there was a part of me that was, like, having a good time, marking out, whatever you want to call it. I was like, I can touch Nikita Koloff. You couldn't tell me that. Because, you know, I remember in my day, Nikita Koloff was the big Russian that everybody hated. And yeah. everybody wanted to see Magnum TA beat him up. <laughs> that was just one of the biggest things. Um, I remember the one person I never wrestled that I enjoyed seeing, but I would never wrestle him. And it's not on a personal belief or anything is I would never get in a ring with a Dolita butcher. Oh, oh man. I just would not do it. <laughs> yeah. You took me to I a show with Abdullah the butcher one time. That was, that was something else. <laughs> and my biggest thing is like when I, when, when I have like, I don't want to say students, but right. when I have, I, I guess you have to, because I mean, it's no, it's not no secret. You know, you been, trained this guy. Yeah, yes. I was going to say my biggest thing with Ken when I met him is I didn't really know a lot about him. But I, when I teach people, I always feel like the teaching is I have to explain to you why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. So my biggest thing was when I took Ken and a couple other students to the show, I didn't tell them anything about Abdullah. Because mm -hmm. today, if you sit up here and you say, who's your favorite wrestler? And it's not a knock on anything today. You know, my, somebody might say Roman Reigns, right. Jeff Hardy. That wasn't my 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 time. Yeah. You know, my time was Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, yeah. Arn Anderson, the Four Horsemen. You know, there was no Visuals. such thing as a DX mm -hmm. in yeah. my day. It was the Four Horsemen. That was it. Four Horsemen with J.J. Dillon. That was it. They beat up everybody. Period. Yeah. That was my thing. So when I was uh, on a show, I took I took a bunch of kids that were wanting to get into wrestling. You know, at the time, Ken was one of them. Like I said, I didn't tell them anything about bleeding or chair mm -hmm. shots or table. I didn't tell them nothing about that, you know. So when they saw it, it's like watching a horror movie. You know, you know Michael Myers is about to get you. <laughs> right, but right. you don't know when he's about to get you so I just felt like when I saw that match with Abdullah the Butcher I was like I know they're freaked out right now and that's what I wanted because like I said the old school terminology you know with certain languages man that F word 
it is like ugh. It's just it's one of them words I despise. I hate I that word. I completely understand. I look, I I'm one of those guys. I'm not I'm not a wrestler, but I love it so much that when I hear somebody say it, I'm I'm already in defense mode. Like I'm one of those guys. Yeah. You know, so, oh yeah. really? Oh, that was that what you think? Yeah. Well, you know, I know where you can go to test that out. And that 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 is one thing I did to some people. You know, I was I was <laughs> at a place one time. I'm not gonna describe. The, I'm not gonna tell the name, but we was at a sports bar, and a guy was talking about that fake stuff. And I don't know, man. It's like the sun must have rose, the diameters was <laughs> something, because my head just looked up, and I looked at him, and I knew he was talking about me because it was an autograph session we was doing, and me and three other wrestlers were like the marquee attention getters. So when he made the comment, he's like, man, I ain't worried about that wrestling fake stuff. And everybody else ignored it. But I was that one where I was like, if you say something that offends me, you're going to know it bothers me, but I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to give you a look. You know, I just looked up and I looked at him. I think the corner of my eyes, I think my eyebrows went up to my hairline or something. <laughs> I was like, just, I was like hurting and everything. And I told him, I was like, well, man, come on, you know, let, let, there's a place, you know, where we can go, man, and me and you can just fall around, man, whatever. And he said, fine. I didn't think he was going to take me up on it, but he did. And in his defense, and we went there, man, and um, I took that fall, but I didn't tell him how I did it. I mean, I hit it. I, I, I did it. And then he did it. And when he did it, he there was one thing there was one thing he didn't do that's one of the first things in wrestling. When I teach you, uh, I always mm-hmm. tell you, you're gonna do because you don't want to hit it. Yep. And he didn't know it. I know and exactly when he hit about. it, I knew I had him. <laughs> I, I, I said, I'm wrong for this, but now nah, you want he has he to know. Though. And when he got up and he wobble wobbled. And he wasn't drinking. I said he's in trouble. Yep. And I said, all right, let's do it again. And I took a flip and did it. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't even do the flip, but he kind of like tried to brace the fall and everything. He hit his and man. When he got out, he went outside and he threw up. I said, mission accomplished. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we won't be talking no trash after that one. Nah. I t- I tell you one thing about about Mr. Hang Tom. He he and. This is kind of a shoot, so you, go right you, ahead. You, he goes above and beyond. When he talks about his students, he goes above and beyond. I remember what, I would not be wrestling today if it wasn't for him, and that's because when I first started wrestling, I didn't have a car. Uh-huh. I had no way to get the training. I had you know no way to do anything. This man took me to shows. He introduced me to people. He would pick me up every week and take me to training. Wow. Take me home from training, make sure I was good. He called me throughout the week. Hey, man, you sore? It was funny because <laughs> I was, <laughs> but he was, you know, he he, right. he 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 took care of me, and he still does to this day. Still does to this day. I kind of be- I kind of believe in loyalty, and when I tell people loyalty, everybody has a motto that they live by. You know, yours can be, "Don't call me if you need me. Call me because you want to talk to me." Right, right. You know, right. I admire stuff of that nature. And I'm not the poetic type, but I do read a lot of poetry. My motto was if you're going to be loyal to me, be loyal to me when I'm not around. Yeah, straight up. So when somebody's giving me the business and I can't defend myself, I'm not necessarily saying stick up for me, but if you know what they're saying is not accurate about me, then let them know. That's jacked up. You don't necessarily have to run back to me and say, hey, man, uh, 
whoever, whoever is talking junk about you, and I'm, I'm going to deal with it. it. It's not even about that, but it's like I always tell people, you know, in wrestling, wrestling is such a cutthroat business. So when you meet a friend in wrestling, that is somebody you got to keep in your corner because out of five people in wrestling, four of them probably won't like you because of the success you've had or who you deal with or who you associate yourself with. It's just one of them things, you know? So my biggest thing is I always tell people, if I do you wrong, be mad with me, but don't be mad at me with the people I talk to. You know, you don't like, for example, you don't like Mr. Magnificent, then you don't like him. Whatever reasoning is y'all. But if you're going to be mad at me because Mr. Magnificent is riding in my car and we're going to get some wings, and you're looking at me to make a choice, then our friendship is not as the way you've made it out to be because you and Mr. Magnificent have an issue. You know, I always tell people, when you talk to me away from being hang time, as as my government name, as I always tell people, that conversation stays with me and you in my car. There's a lot of things I know about people, whether it's dirt, whatever you want to call it, stuff people made mistakes with. I'm not that type of person to run back and say, hey, you didn't hear this from me, but you know, 15 years ago, that dude, Mr. Magnificent, he stole some hubcaps off a car. <laughs> that's just not me. Because right, right, if he right. tells me that in secrecy, then that's secrecy. Well, yeah, you ain't hear me, man, but he took them, he did take them hubcaps. So when he tells y'all he didn't, he lied. I'm not that type of person. Right. Because if I sit up here, man, and I judge everybody on stuff they've done in their past, whether it's accurate, true, or not true, who am I? Because you gonna be friends with? Because somebody's always got something to say about somebody. Well, the biggest thing is, man, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you I stepped on toes to get where I am. You know, you are either who is on top of the show, or you are the person putting the person over who is on top of the show. Exactly. It is just one. It, there's no way around it. You know, not everybody is gonna be the CM Punk. Not everybody's gonna be the Stone Cold. Not everybody's gonna be the Roman Reigns. When I was a kid, man, Hulk Hogan was a god. But he became a god because he beat people. Right, you know, right. you, it's like you forget about the the people that helped you out yeah. or was there for you. I'm not that type of person. If you help me out, I'm not going to broadcast it like on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Say, yeah, he did. I'm not. But that's with me and you. So I know that. That's where I stand with that. You know. And one one of the things that I, I liked about training with Tony is he taught me that it was okay to lose because getting into the wrestling business. And watching it on TV, you're like, oh, man, I got to win. I got to win. You know, this is my match. Why am I not going over? Why? You know, it's okay. It is okay. He taught me you're you're there to entertain. You're there to do a job. And that's it. And I learned that lesson from Ricky Morton. I learned that lesson from Ricky Morton and Christopher Daniels. They said you might lose the match, but you're going to win at your gimmick table. Yeah. I always always hear this one term. And this one phrase, and I use it now because I've heard it so much, and I can't even remember the first person who I've heard say it, but they always, I've always heard, you don't always have to go over to get over. That is so true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. And chances are you heard that from either an old school wrestler or you heard that from a young school wrestler now who's being trained by an old school wrestler. Absolutely. Because the biggest thing is, man, if you have six matches on a show, the first match can be main event people, but your objective is for every match to either pyramid or build the show. Mm-hmm. You know, my model was don't make me 
look good on a show because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. If if I went through a table in the first match of a show, what have I left for everybody else? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I just you know, and the biggest thing is, you know, I tell people, I guess I, I, I'm stubborn on some because I'm just not going to get thrown by a table by anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, oh, I'm sorry. And if I if I catch heat for that, then I just catch heat for that because my biggest thing is. This is like this is a business where it has to benefit everybody. If I just go out here, man, and say, all right, man, we're gonna do this, 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 and then throw me through the table. Tell me why we did that. <laughs> why yeah, we doing exactly. the table? You know, I, I've always told, and Ken can probably vouch for it. My motto when I train people is, I will lose to your mama. Yeah. <laughs> I will lose to your mama when I think twice about it. As long as I do two things, as one, as long as one, I make your mama look good. And two, your mama appreciates what I'm doing to make her look good. I'm okay for it. I am okay for it because somebody has to lose. Now, when you start talking and you start talking secrets and all that, man, it, and it's not to give secrets, but people just have to realize you understand when you pin me, I'm laying there for you. Mm-hmm. You understand I lay on that canvas and I know not to kick out at three. I lay there for you. You didn't like knock me out with the one hitter quitter and I'm just stuck seeing white lights and everything. You understand I'm doing this because it's my turn to do this for you because you've either done this for me or you're eventually going to do this for me. So, I mean, no, as long as I can, if I'm the heel, which I really enjoy being the heel, a lot of people will not believe that when I tell you, but I, (laughs) some places, man, I just rather be the heel, especially when it's like, it's in a, a show where it's getting a point across. I love being the heel, not to insult people in a negative way, but I just like being the heel because my biggest thing is I look at being the heel or face, but technically as the heel is, you had a bad week at work. You, right. were, you were coming to a movie, a live movie, and you want to be entertained. Yeah. And you're spending your hard-earned money that you work 40 or 50 hours a week and – you're not buying groceries for today to be entertained for a couple hours. I want you to remember, man, I tell you what, that hang time, he talks a lot of junk, but I'm going to tell you what, I laugh so hard that I just, I about to use the bathroom on myself. Man, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm so good with that. So that's just my biggest thing. Okay. Now, speaking of heel work, the last time me personally, I saw you wrestle, mm-hmm. it was last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. It was at Alternative Championship Entertainment, and it was round two fight. That's right. You yeah. was making your ace debut. Yep, yep. And you was fighting another Carolina legend at the time who goes by the name of Champagne. Now, for me, that was my first time seeing Champagne wrestle. You know what I'm saying? But I've heard about all the great things he's done, and you guys put on a hell of a match. And Now, now, now you guys really told a story because it was all – it was it was mutual respect in the beginning of the match. You know still is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just saying. Still, still, know, just in a little sarcasm. Telling the story. I'm just yeah. telling the story. A lot of respect there. A lot of respect. Yeah. No. Mutual mm-hmm. respect during the match. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys did a lot of a lot of cool things, especially with a water bottle. Mm. That, that was unless that you're was the awesome. referee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm unless pretty sure Hunter Taker wasn't really cool with all that. I looked at G Money when I saw that. I said, "Stolen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, side, hey, side note. Wait, <laughs> when we 
me and Mr. Magnificent and DB and J5 when he's when he's in the states. Right. We commentate a lot of wrestling shows, you know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Mr. Magnificent, it's but was this probably like three or four times we've been at a show and he'll see something. He'll look at me. You know what I call that? Stolen. Stolen. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for that. So at the end of at the so getting back to the the match at the end of the uh, the match against Champagne, you know, you guys you guys wrestled to I believe a fifteen minute draw. Oh boy, that was a long night. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got hey, you guys were showing out, and then you know, just when you think everything is going well, here comes Hang Time with the turn. And mm. then, and then the other thing was, which which I laughed extremely loud. At. I didn't I, I didn't see it coming, but we was the show was at um, Hope, Hope County, County High County. School. Mm-hmm. Hope, Hope County High School. Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. It's like I like seventy first better anyway. Yeah. Walked out. They didn't like it. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't go to either school, but I just, you know, it just caught me off guard. Like, I was like, oh, man, like that was. I didn't go to 71st either. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to. I, I definitely thought you did because of that, man. After so, that, we'll see. And, and that's exactly what I was saying. I did something for you to think it. Right. So it's like, my biggest thing is, if I can get you to remember me when when it's all said and gone, chances are when you find out that that wrestling show is coming back to this town, there's going to be something in your head that's going to be like, man, I want to go back and see that. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to see Hang Time get beat up, or I want to see what Hang Time's going to say, or I want Champagne to get a hold of him. Or that was just a downright good show. It was. I'm all it for really it. Was. I'm all for it. And it's funny because I love it when people come to the gimmick table and say, and I'm the heel, and it's, it amazes me how they still show the respect and common curses. Like, man, I just want you to know you are a hilarious or you're a fool or you're I had one I knew she was an older lady without even looking up at her she's like you're a quack <laughs> what and I was like quack. I haven't heard that word I'm in like, a while I heard that since 92 right, and, look. tell my age I know uh, <laughs> so yeah I was just like man that's I said my my pleasure and I mean and I always have t-shirts, man, that have a, a, a catchphrase on them as well. So, yeah. you know, I have one with a traditional hang time. Then I have one that's going to have a little sarcastic remark on it. But, hey, you know, and it's always funny when I'm in public and somebody says, hang time, hang time. So I start cracking up. I'm like, okay, how do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> but then if they say, Tony, Tony, I was like, okay, this is professional. Right, <laughs> so, right. You know, yeah. so. I yes, mean, indeed. but y'all know that firsthand, especially, of course. especially yeah. in the profession you do, because it's of like, course. you know, you know, and it's not you don't deliberately try to upset somebody, but you know you can't make everybody happy. No, you know, no. So no. you're gonna you're gonna hit a nerve with somebody. So yeah, I don't even try. No. There's no point in trying because you know they and that's what like that, it or they not. And that's what that loyalty thing is. I you know I, I came up with a terminology. I always said 100. percent I was like, 50 percent of the world's not gonna hate you. Then 50 percent of the world might hate you. So then I said, you know what? Let's break it. 50 percent of the world hates you. 25% of the world doesn't know anything about you. Right. You know, and then 10% of the people just tolerate you. So what's that leave? Mm. You Go got ahead. a little, yeah, you got a little bit more percent in there. Go ahead, Steiner man. <laughs> yeah. And then that's what I tell everybody. That percent that you leave out is the ones that's good to you. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the ones, like I say, you always got to, I mean, it's, it's always bad, for example, if I'm driving down the road and then I see 
Mr. Magnificent broke down on the side of the road. I think it's jacked up when you drive past him. Right. But mm-hmm. the fact that people do that, man, baffles me. I'm like, yeah. And, you know, five you years ago. Right. Yeah, five years ago, <laughs> I couldn't stand Mr. Magnificent. Yeah. But then I say, uh, he needs help. And it's raining outside. You see, he's not a mechanic, <laughs> but you right. drive past him. Or I, it just it baffles me. And, I, you know, I've just always said, I would like to think that somebody would stop and help my kids. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's why I stopped. You know, I say, like, hey, man, you good? Hey, can I help you? And, you know, of course, with the way the world is, you just don't know if that person's up to something. But, man, you know, but the Southern hospitality, man, it's just a big thing. I mean, because it amazes me. Not everybody can change a tire. Yeah. yeah it's true. I've always been amazed by that. It's, it's 2020 now. And I've, I've, just, I've told you know? my kids, I'm like, all right, let's go outside. And they look at me like, what's up? I'm like, change the tire. It's not flat. I'm like, well, it is now because I said change the tire. And I make them pop out the jack. I, w- I want them to understand that. And, you know, just matter of fact, just – just ye- matter of fact, two weeks ago, I was um, talking to a bunch of kids. We was at a, we was at Defy, and we were talking, and they was like, "Man, you don't look your age. You don't look your age. You out here jumping with us and everything." I was like, well, "Let me ask y'all a trick question." They was like, "What's that?" I was like, "How do y'all spell GPS?" And they looked at me. I said, "GPS." I was like, well, how do older people spell GPS? They looked at me, I was like, GPS? I was like, no, we spell it M-A-P. Because when I was in wrestling, there was no GPS. Right, right. You yeah. had to take out that big old loading, stretchable map yeah, that took yeah. up the whole dashboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had to read it. Whew. And they, they, you know, they just looked. And I, I told one kid, I was like, what would y'all do without your cell phone? I was like, because a lot of you can't tell time. Facts. You know? Mm-hmm. When I sit up here and I look at a clock and I say, what time is it? And somebody says, uh, and then they pull out their cell phone, it's 510. Nobody says 10 after 5. Right. 15 till. No, Quarter know, after. Nobody yeah. says that. And now, you know, the world is like, they don't even have to cursive anymore. Yeah, they, they stopped they stop teaching it. I yeah. just, you know, when I signed wrestling contracts, cursive was a big thing, you know. <laughs> and, they, you know, now you look at signature. Signature, your name's printed out. Spell your name. T-O-N-Y. Print your name. T-O-N-Y. Sign your name. T-O-N-Y. Nothing changes. Everything <laughs> is just like, and I, I've always been baffled by that. That's so why I was like, man, you know, I've always just told my kids, don't be the one that needs somebody to do for you. Be the one that can do for yourself. So if you need to do it yourself, it's done. Right. So Thanks I have a lot. question for you. Let's let's touch on a little bit of what you talked about a little while ago about how a show should pyramid, should build on top of each other. Yes, sir. Do you... Do you think that's lacking now on most shows that you see on the indies nowadays? <sighs> Do you, you really like want my answer to that, or is this like a political answer? No, no, really, really. My like answer, yes. I feel a lot of people, <sighs> I'm probably going to step on some toes. To me, a lot of people don't know their place. Sometimes they feel like they're better than what they are treated, and sometimes they feel like they are better than where they're put. You know, I used to have this one joke. I used to have this one joke with a DJ. Right. He was a good DJ. I was always baffled when he'd take me to a radio station. I was always amazed by it. He could tell, because I thought I was in Star Wars, because all the blinking <laughs> lights in. So I, you, you could just tell I was always amazed by it. Yeah. So to chalk junk to him was, I was like, man, I'm gonna be a DJ. Anybody can burn a CD. Right. That was yeah, my yeah, running yeah. joke. Got you, but got here was you. the problem. I never knew how to burn a stick. <laughs> 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 so you can kind of see how that walked out. Man, let me tell you. 
All right, let me tell you something. And, and I'm not going to get off subject, but I'm going to prove a point. My kids, I have two beautiful boys, 22 and 20. Man, let me tell you something. If I have a problem with my cell phone, who do you think I ask for that? <laughs> Sons, definitely. Yeah. Man. Because they probably own it all the time. I was struggling with the volume on my phone, and my youngest was laughing because I got that iPhone XS, uh, oh, man. whatever. <laughs> I said, how you do this? He's like, Dad, for real? And I'm like, bro. I think I still got a MySpace. I mean, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, man. Oh, I wow. mean, I'm just telling you, you know, and people laughing. I'm like, man, I used to tell my kids, I was like, hey, man, download this song for me so I have a ringtone. <laughs> I mean, they would laugh at me, you know. Legit. I used to have a guy burn me music for for for, for shows. Yeah. I, hey, man, come over about six. I wouldn't. You got a CD? I'll have all that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll have all that, you know. I remember Wi-Fi. I sh man, let me tell you something. I used to burn some data up because yeah, I did not know anything about Wi-Fi. I just Shit. didn't. I had Wi-Fi in my house, and I didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> and my kids were like, Dad, what's up? I was like, explain to me what Wi-Fi is. They was like, hold on. Two minutes later, I got Wi-Fi connected. I look at my phone. It says, you are connected to Wi-Fi. I was like, what y'all do? And, I mean, they're laughing at right, me. But, right. I mean, <laughs> man, let me tell you but something. We didn't come from that time. <sighs> look, I remember the little yellow rant, little man running. <laughs> <laughs> I remember dial up. I'm telling you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I mean, I remember that. So don't that, let the phone ring. Cut off your internet. Bro, look. Man, I I remember the long cord on the phone. Yep. I remember the roller phone. They don't even. I, I remember the pay phone. They don't even exist. I remember the pay phone, man. I, I drove past a pay phone one time, man. I about stopped to take a picture with it. Right, just, yeah. just good old days. I mean, that's just, you know, what it was. No rotary phones. Ain't none of that. All right, man. Give me a question. Come on, give me something. Okay, so look, January eighteenth, mm -hmm. you're back. You're back at Ace. Yes, sir. And I'm guessing I saw on the flyer. I had the flyers with me. I think I left them at home. I saw your face and I saw Champagne's face. So I'm guessing that there's going to be a rematch. Well, I, I don't know for sure. If you know I sit up because, here and I shake your hand. And I say, man, I love you. I'm proud of you. I have a lot of respect for you. And then I turn around and I take your head off. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd want to see me in yeah. the ring too. You know. But yeah. I just the only reason I say that is because you know the uh, the four most important words whenever a show is about to happen is card subject to change. Always. That's why you know. Yes. Well, that is true. You know, uh, it's bad because you know. I sit up here and I went to your question and ignored his question now because when you said cars have to change, I do remember what it's supposed to be. Okay, so I'm going to flip. I'm going to flip. I'm going to flip. So, yes, I'm going to be in Lumber uh, – ooh, mm, let me correct that. I'm going to be in Rayford at the Hope County High School January 18th taking on first name Shan, last name Payne. Whatever happens, happens. Okay. Now, back to Mr. Magnificent's question. The show. I just feel like, <clears throat> first of all, you cannot be insulted to wrestle first match. Second of all, you got to remember, first match sets the tone of the show. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. Don't get it. Don't 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 get me twisted. Sometimes, man, I want to be first, but sometimes I want to be later. Right. And the only reason I say later is because I got to get my nerves together. I still get butterflies when I go to shows. Right. People will not believe me when I but I'm matter of fact that that match I had against uh Champagne, I was nervous. Twenty minutes down the road gets I was nervous the whole time. I stopped at McDonald's twice. <laughs> I had to have something to eat because my nerves was gone. And then when I finally got there, I had to walk around a little bit. You know, I had to I had to move around a little bit. And, you know, I had to I had to just relax a little bit. And it just it's it's amazing because first of all, my, my biggest fear is 
not giving people, not giving the fans their money's worth. Right. I don't want my name associated with like, man, he had a bad night. Like, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. You know, when you go to work, you go to work and do a job. You know, I was asked to come to Hope County High School for Ace Wrestling to do a job. Right. So I had to go out there, whether it was upset some people, whatever, whatever, whatever. I, ha- I had to do that. The issue I have with the pyramid is, once again, like I said, not everybody wants to be where they're supposed to be. Wrestling wrestling is like a movie. You just you just don't go straight to the murder scene in the <laughs> right. first two minutes. You got to build up. And, and people don't understand What's the plot? Yeah. You know, I had another terminology about it. He knows what it is. I'm not going to say it on y'all's, y'all's uh, okay. show because of what it is. But it's just it, the, my second scenario of it is it's a movie. You know, Batman. I'm a diehard Batman fan. You know, Batman did not get up, get beat up by Bane in the first two minutes of the movie. Right. You mm-hmm. have to establish who Bane is. Batman's not changing. Batman met Bane, if you think about it, in the middle of the movie. Took the L. Yeah. He disappeared. If you notice then, the movie went straight towards Bane. Right, right. He established who he was, the heel, bag out, whatever you want to call it. He established he wanted to win because he wanted to destroy Gotham City with a, with a uh, thing when he was yeah, going to blow up whatever, the world yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then the comeback came with Batman getting out the tunnel uh, or the yeah, big, out cl- the, or like the well or whatever you want to call yeah. it. So everything was in perspective where it had to be in its place. You know, my biggest question is what did Batman do during the second fight that was so different to beat Bane? Because he couldn't do it in the first fight. Because right. if you remember, in my eyes, when I watched the movie, Batman hit Bane more in the first fight than he did in the second fight. Mm-hmm. But it just it just so happened where Batman got lucky. Right. So that was my biggest thing. That was just my biggest thing. And that's why I tell everybody, you know, when it comes to a show, man, everybody's got to know their place. Not everybody's good at uh, working the crowd. Not everybody's good at, at making the crowd upset. You know, when you say work the crowd – you got to get the sympathy from them just as well as not everybody can be the bad guy. True indeed. Somebody's got to get the butt with it. I mean, it just is what it is. And everybody can't be the main event. No. Nope. Main event, believe it or not, is hard. I can only imagine. I've been in a lot of them, and I tell people, because this is the last thing they remember. It's the last thing they remember. I've always been the tight man in the main event. When I win, I want to get jumped. Reason <laughs> being is because they want to see me get a hold of you. Right, and right. in a storyline, which Mr. Magnificent was saying, we've already established who the next match could be. Right. Mm-hmm. If I sit up here, I'm in the ring, and I'm celebrating, I'm kissing all the ugly babies with the snotty nose and all that stuff, saying <laughs> right, hi and right. all that stuff, and then somebody is charging at me, that little kid is going to say, hang time. He's going to point the whole – I know. I know. Yeah. So then when I get beat up and jumped or whatever you want to call it, man, it's like he gets booed, man, it's over. They want to see me get him. And then when I get up all slowly and everything and I take that same kid and I have him help me up, man, it's over. It's just over. People don't understand that. But, I mean, you have to be willing to build and make people for the next. And a lot of people don't. It can't always be the hang time show. Right. Sometimes it's going to have to be the whoever show. You know, that passing of the torch, to me, that doesn't get passed enough. Dang it. And it's crazy. Like, you bring that up, it's, it's such – it's all psychology because this literally just happened mm-hmm. this morning. You know, 
you know, I told you I was staying up all night long watching Wrestle Kingdom, uh, New Japan. This literally just happened in the in the main event. Tatsuya Naito defeats Kazuchika Okada. He's celebrating. Yeah. He's got two belts, and he's he's got the mic. He's about to do his catchphrase, and then all of a sudden, here comes Kenta. Ruins everything. He comes out. He beats him up. You know, saying the crowd is I like Japanese crowd. You know, so they're booing the crap out of him. You know what I'm saying? And like he's he's posing, he's laughing, and now, now even though he won the match, all the only thing you're thinking about is, oh, I hate this guy. I can't wait for him to get his hands on him. Just like that, you continue the story. Just like that, and the guy wasn't even involved in the match. Imagine what happens if the guy that jumps him just grabs the belts and holds them up. And, and that's yep. that's. Everybody that's knows. That's just what happened. Exactly. That's they, what they're happened. not your belts. Everybody knows it. And right. it's like the fact that you had the audacity to, one, jump me is a coward move. Right. And then, two, you're going to grab my property. You, you, you taking my toys. Yes. And going to walk off with it. Just the fact you touched my toy. Man, people people just, it's always amazing. And it's, it's and I tell people about wrestling, man, it's the one sport, unlike, you know, UFC, it's the one sport where there's no days off. No. It's year round. Mm -hmm. You know, right now you're in, you're watching football with the playoffs. Yep. So like right now, certain teams are at home. They're they're taking a break. They're on vacation, whatever. You still got what the Royal Rumble coming up in a couple exactly. weeks. I mean, you the 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 thing still goes. That's and right. Then the come, Super Bowl happens in February, mm -hmm. and then they and then football players they get a break until the fall. Yeah. Come WrestleMania, <laughs> they they're starting they're, they're starting for WrestleMania that following day on Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Raw. They're starting already for the preparation of it. And That's people right. don't understand. That's why I always tell people, you don't think of football because until you see the draft. Yep. You know, I just I've always just been amazed by the profession that I've been in that I love doing. I mean, it's just one of them things. The off season. There is no off season in mm -hmm. wrestling. Because even after you leave the show and you're wrestling on the independents. Some of us, you know, go to schools and train. Some of us go places and work out in the gym, in the ring, whatever, because you don't want to lose a step. I've always told people when I train people, if you miss practice for a month, you're behind the eight ball because mm -hmm. now your body is not readapted to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But you, you, you have responsibilities you have to take care of. So that's, that's why I, I try to be understanding to it. But still, you don't run the ring. Man, everybody says cardio. Man, you can get on the treadmill for 20 minutes all you want, but when you get in that ring, you start running <laughs> ropes, man. People different. look at you like, like, oh, man, I don't know about this one. You know, those are facts. <laughs> treadmill ain't got nothing to do with you mm -hmm. <laughs> getting knocked over. No, sir. <laughs> flipped on and all no. that stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, DB wanted wanted to ask a question. He can't be here, but he wants to know what is he, – he wants oh, to who's know, DB? Uh, DB is the other guy on our show. All right, what's up, DB, man? Byron. Sorry I didn't get a chance to meet you. I look forward yeah. to seeing you down the road. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All yes, right, indeed. Cool. So, shout out, DB. Shout out, DB. So he wants to know if you have ever faced <laughs> Popo the Clown. Have I ever wrestled have Popo the Clown? Have you ever wrestled Popo the Clown? <laughs> no, Actually. That's a, that's a funny question. Once. Yes. Yeah. Once. Indeed. Very I, hilarious. Yeah. Because I did not know I could dance. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he could dance. Yeah, Popo the Clown. That's a whole other conversation. Man. Right. You know, boy, golly. Have you ever seen Popo? I have not. Okay. I've only heard about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, man, uh, and not to change the subject, there was, this, there was this tag team called Crazy Killer Clowns. 
Really? Mm-hmm. That's all oh, I'm going to say. I'm pretty sure that went over well with the kids. Well, the crazy funny thing about it was, how do you spell crazy killer clown? <laughs> you got a C. Oh, yeah. C starts off for crazy. Yeah, yeah. Killer C. is what? K. K. Clowns is what? C. C. C-K-C. So what I did was I changed the spelling on it. Oh, crap. And I made it. <laughs> and I made crazy killer clowns. I changed the C to a K. 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 <laughs> So would you believe me if I told you uh, me and my two partners at the time that we were doing the Crazy Killer Clowns, we had a crowd chanting KKK? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were dancing and everything. <laughs> man. I'll lie to you not. We were dancing oh, and everything. Man. And I, I recall hearing Popo say KKK, and it just took off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it was Coco or Lolo. Or Dodo's one man love this boy. The stores I can tell you about that. <laughs> right, they started doing it. So now you got you got three clowns. I'm like KKK, KKK, <laughs> and then it, it's it's a beautiful thing and it's like a hypocritical thing. Yeah, exactly. You got kids. Yes. Yeah. And the parents are looking at their kids. Like, no. And the kids is like KKK, <laughs> KKK, and the parents are looking at their kids like don't say that. But mommy, KKK. I mean, it's like. And then you're looking around like, oh, Lordy, that right. took off. And all yeah. three of the clowns are black, black that, guys. That's, that's, which, that's which makes And it was obvious. Funnier. It was <laughs> obvious. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious because, I mean, and, man, let me tell you something. Them, them clowns, they danced to all the uh, – it was always updated music, but it was music you wouldn't think of. Right. Yeah. You know, Katy Perry. TGIF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, I, remember, I remember when I first saw Popo, he came out to uh, – the Spice Girls, if you want to be my lover. <laughs> yeah. And that, boy, that just, that took a twist. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, enough about Popo. <laughs> enough about Popo. I think, that, I think that gimmick took a kind of a turn because it started off as, as heel, right? It started off as a dare. <laughs> okay. It started off as a dare. And thing with popo was popo was a bad clown he wore jogging suits and he would jump people <laughs> and then popo was from the hood popo and that was basically what it was <laughs> okay that's basically what it was and then um another guy started doing popo and he put a twist to it and i'm gonna tell you what i'm, I'm gonna take a little fl- flacking on this one because it's probably no secret, you know. I mean, a lot of people knew. I'm not gonna sit them here and, and make it known, but a lot of people probably knew. Um, when I saw it, I saw the twist from the bad guy to the good guy, and I remember. Do you remember? You remember Jim Carrey? Of course. Yes. Okay. So, do you remember that movie Ace Ventura: Pet Detective? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That's where the concept came from. <laughs> the crazy dancing. Yeah. And the, the tutu and the Ugly and that's what it was. We're not going to talk about football spots. Oh, yeah, man. we're just yeah, man. <laughs> that thing took off, and it, it it got to the part where seeing Popo wrestle was actually a must. It was just that entertaining. Yeah, it was just that entertaining. Because here's the thing: the thing with Popo when Popo danced, it was always offbeat. Okay. okay. And let's be honest with you: you can be drunk or sober, you can dance offbeat. Yeah. Because I mean, you know. That, that, but that was just Popo, man. So, yeah. Now, I have, now I got a, a follow-up question. This one is for you, 
Mr. Magnificent because you wasn't always Mr. Magnificent. So <laughs> how many how many run-ins has Mama's Boy had with uh, <laughs> Popo the Clown? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Uh, a lot. Uh, I think I faced Popo a lot. I think at one time, Mama's Boy and Popo were tag. They were tag team champions. champions. <laughs> oh man, that they was were tag fun. team champions. Uh, matter of fact, in two companies. Yeah. One yeah. Com- one company was a gouge. It was real brief. Uh huh. But that was kind of like gouge was the eye opener for Mama's Boy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Popo and uh, Mama's Boy was tag team champions in Ring Wars Carolina. For a good amount of time. Oh yeah. wow! It, and it, I'm gonna be honest with you. It got to the part where people didn't even want to see hang time. <laughs> that I'm t- no, I'm telling you, man. That during I want to say during the sum the early summer of um, 2005 2006, man. That thing took. It was hot. Mm-hmm. And when I say hot, if Popo and Mama's boy wanted to travel the world, that would have been the best time. Cause I'm gonna tell you, they were hot. They were very hot. They were entertaining. You got to think. You got a clown in a in a in a in a man in a onesie. <laughs> yeah. Kids yeah. took to that. Kids kids took to that. I mean, man, I just parents thought it was funny, cute, whatever. But the the kids, man, they were eating it up. The kids could relate to it because a lot of kids have been in onesies, and right. a lot of kids like clowns. The flip flop of that was, uh, the movie It. With yeah. the clown was not a big thing, right, right, right. Back in them days, yeah. So now, like right now, I don't think Popo would be very popular because <laughs> nah. of it. But yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That during during those times, especially when Mama's Boy was really kind of like Mama, the Mama Boy thing, and I'm gonna say this in defense was that was like not a dare, but just like I'm gonna do it because mm-hmm. nobody right. thought that would succeed. You got yeah. a grown man in a onesie, whatever. It was just, it was funny, but then when you see it, you was like, "Oh my god!" And that that gimmick, that gimmick evolved over time. It, you know, I I wasn't always wrestling in the onesies. I would come to the ring in the onesies and then take the onesies off. But once I started working with with Popo, that's when the gimmick really took off for me. That's when everything kind of came together. I kept the onesies, you know, went to the pacifiers and the blankets and all that good stuff. And and working with Popo allowed allowed me to, I guess, see a different side of wrestling, like the goofy side of wrestling. Not everything has to be, oh, you're a good guy, oh, you're a bad guy. And I'm gonna beat you, you up. Yeah, I'm gonna beat you up. Yeah. It's okay to have fun in these matches because it's entertainment. Right. You know, at the end of the day. The worst thing you wanna do, for example, is work a job and you get fussed out all day and then wrestle somewhere and like not have fun. Because then it's like yeah. it's it's when you look forward to going to your job, you love your job, something. When it gets to that part when you're like, man, I don't want to go to work and all that stuff, that's when you kind of like, okay, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. The thing with Popo was, and I'll be honest with you, I think Popo was going through a stale phase. It just, it is what it is, man. I mean, because when you start seeing Popo, okay, he, 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 he's funny, but he's got to do something different. Now right. you put him with a man in a onesie. But the thing with the onesie was the onesie was taken off. The, the onesie bit off of the clown, but the clown bit off of the onesie. Mm. But the problem with wrestling is people don't want to give you the credit like, I need it. Right, right. They just feel like, no, this is my gimmick, whatever. It doesn't, man, like right now, you're not going to get a 20-minute Ironman match with Stone Cold. 
the body yeah. just can't have it. Nah. But if Stone Cold has somebody with him and the other guy takes the heat and you know Stone Cold's coming in, hot tag, come in, close on, close on, close on, hip toss, hip toss, whatever, 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 stunner. Yep. You will pop for that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and that's why I reiterate, the clown and, and, and the onesie, it was just a great fit. And you it, know the, it, it was a great fit. The crazy thing about that is I was actually dead set against doing it. Like <laughs> at the time it was when I was first starting with RWC and I was trying to find a gimmick and I was going back and forth between a couple different things. And we were at a show. I wasn't working the show, but I, we were at a show at the Crown Coliseum. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of the football football games. It was the arena football team. The arena it was football the team. Guard. And we would wrestle during halftime. Mm-hmm. And ah, we would run out there, set up the ring, do matches. Right. Well, I came to help set up the ring. So, you know, we had a little time to goof around in the ring. And I'm standing there, you know, bumping and being stupid. And I went to the corner and threw a fit. I was like, no, 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 no. And at the time, there was a uh, – uh, at the time, a, a, a lady in the audience stood up and was like, ha, that's it. That's what you do. And I was like, uh-huh, no. <laughs> nah. No. And then it got to the point to where I would be out and about during my day. And Was that lady's name Kelly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was probably, <laughs> that's probably one of the smartest ladies to never wrestle. Yes. Man, let me tell you something. Just imagine being married to a wrestler. So you see it. You don't do it. Right. But mm-hmm. you see it. So when you see something, it's like. It just clicks. It's. If I go to a radio station, I don't know nothing. So when you say don't touch, as you're older, you don't touch. Right. But when you're younger, you're curious. Like, well, okay, you told what me not to tell me. What, what does this do? So then when you start watching, you can the person that you're with will know that you're intrigued because you'll say, okay, I saw you do that, that, that. Why did you do that? Now you're teaching them something. Yeah. So once you start teaching them something, and my, my catchphrase when I get you in the ring and I'm training people is when that light bulb goes off, I know you got it. Right. Until then, I'm going to repeatedly explain. You can't teach people and not have patience. If you don't have patience, don't teach. Just don't teach. Because I, I hate the terminology. All right, this is a dumb question. I don't like that because if you're bold enough to ask me a question, you got to be feeling comfortable with me to ask me the question. I don't need you to shut down on me when I'm trying to teach you something. And then he's like, I got a question, but I don't. I think it's stupid and you're probably going to make fun of me. That's why I like what is your question? Because now you got me curious. Right. Now I know you're thinking. Now I know you're intrigued. Now I know, okay, this is a good thing. Because now you're starting to comprehend what I'm saying. And for me, Kelly was one of those people that I would always go to. I, of course, you know, you got you got your trainers, and they, they give you, you know, all great feedback or bad feedback, depending upon how your match was. But I knew I could always go to Kelly and say, okay, well, what did you think? And she'd give me her honest opinion from a, st- uh, a fan standpoint. And she would always tweak, a lot of the tweaks and stuff I, I, I would do with the gimmick came from her. She would yeah. always give me just, just little stuff. Well, you, you should do this, or you should turn this way, or, 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 or have a pacifier, you know, stuff, little stuff. So, and she, was and she wasn't she was and she wasn't even involved in and wrestling. She wasn't inv- even involved in wrestling. She, she was, was a behind-the-scenes type lady. Mm-hmm. That's dope. To keep her protected, we're not going to say her last name. Yeah, yeah. But because, yeah. man, and I used to ask the same thing. You know, she would say this, 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 and I would try it. And she says, okay, that didn't work. That was my fault. But the fact that she took responsibility saying it wouldn't work, even yeah. though it was her idea, when you're willing to listen to somebody, you'll try anything to get it over. The fact that she was willing to take her time, because she's not wrestling. Right, mm-hmm. right. She don't want to do it. But it's like it's, it's put in her lap. 
it's perfect. So yeah, love it. Interesting. Yeah. Told you <laughs> stories for days. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to the future. So you got the show on the 18th in January, mm-hmm. and that's Ace. Where else can we expect to see you in the ring in the future in 2020? Or are you even taking the dates? Or taking the dates? What do you mean? Like, are you even taking bookings? Bookings, yeah. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I am now. <laughs> let's let's address the elephant in the room before we wrap this up. Oh, my ex-wife is here. <laughs> oh, 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 where's the Harsh. button? At? Where's the button? <laughs> oh. Was that too much? That, that was work. too much. <laughs> that was too much. So I, you you have I didn't cuss. I think it was a, yeah. You know I, I think I was political correct on that one. <laughs> you have posted some things on your Facebook page. Yes. Um. I, well, I'll, I'll let you explain. What tell tell us about the post and 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 I'll let you explain as much about it as you feel comfortable explaining. Nah, man, because I could talk forever. You're gonna have to direct that in the question. But since you did mention the Facebook, now. Ken, you know me on a real level. You know me and Facebook never got along. Right. I just, I've never understood it. I guess because I didn't take the time. But I've I've learned a lot of people in wrestling have Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not so much Twitter, but Facebook well, and Instagram. they should have, but yeah. Um, I've been going through this little phase where I feel like if it's not fun, I don't want to be around it. I mean, I'm childish. But I'm professional, but I know when to be political. Sometimes you have to know when it's time to, as they say, do you, but you want to do it in a professional manner. Now, a lot of people know to get it started. I got in wrestling <clears throat> in 2001. Okay. I was always a fan when I was a kid. But my first bump, fall, getting in the ring was... Um, November 2001 and man I remember when I took that first fall on that Sunday I was like I don't know if I want to do this <laughs> man I, I, I think a lot of people did. <laughs> and then I even said I don't think I meant to do this <clears throat> but I said you know what don't check it out let's let's give it another try and then if it's not what you think it is then you know man my second uh, day in the ring during tryouts and workouts and all that stuff man it went well. Everything's fine. I enjoyed it. I remember the first time I got on the rope, top rope. Man, that was amazing. Scared of heights, whatever. It just <laughs> went from there. Um, I knew then that I wanted to help people in wrestling. So I talked to a guy about wrestling and running shows and all of that stuff, and it just went from there. We opened up a we opened up a wrestling academy that a lot of people know. Um, Ring Wars Carolina. We started awkwardly, you know, because you hear the word backyard. It's like that's like the that's like the no no word, mm-hmm. but it's just the truth. We started in the backyard, and the advantage was we were all professional wrestlers, but we were doing it safely. It wasn't like anybody was back there hitting anybody with light bulbs or scattered frying pans or anything of that nature. Right. So i was at gold's gym working out and i and i won't i'll never forget it because it was very like wow i went in the bathroom 
came out of the bathroom, took a detour around, and I saw this locker room. And when I saw the locker room, there was nothing in there. Right. And I said, wow. And I went and talked to the general manager. And I said, hey, what are y'all doing with that back room back there? He was like, nothing. Do you want it? I was like, define want it. I was like, because, man, I want to do something back there. He was like, look, man, as long as it'll bring publicity to the uh, gym, I'm all for it. I said, man, I'll take care of it. I'll keep it clean, whatever. I was like, man, I'll pay rent, whatever. He's like, no, you can have it. What? Wow. So me and and my partner at the time, <clears throat> Nice Stick Eddie Brown. Yeah. Man, that Saturday, we were moving stuff in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, it was like, all hands on deck. If you can come help us, let's get it in. Man, and I remember it because it was during the winter time. It was just like at the right time. Everything was perfect. And it wasn't raining, but it was just cold outside. Man, we got that ring in. We set that ring up, man, quicker than like 20 minutes. Canvas, ropes tight, the whole nine yards, 20 minutes. And I told everybody, just stop what you're doing. And everybody looked like I was crazy. I was like, look around. I was like, I want y'all to let this sink in. You don't have to train outside. Let this sink in. You are inside now. And I think the timing was just perfect because it started raining. And we was all like, wow. We raised the bay doors to watch the rain. It was just, it was like perfect timing. And then me and uh, me and Eddie stood in the ring. We got a couple pictures in it. And, you know, it, it was perfect. Um, everything was going fine. I don't know what happened, but we had to leave. We had to leave the building for like three months. That was when I found out it was going under new management. Okay. Okay. Um, but once you affiliate yourself with something, if something negative happens, usually in the world of wrestling, people think, aha, you lost you, whatever, whatever, whatever. So then when people saw that we had to leave, you know, all like the hate mail, the idiots and all that stuff came out, you're not successful or whatever. So then I said, you know what? I want it back. So I went to the general manager myself and I said, hey, man, I'm the guy that had the back room. What do I got to do to get it? And he's like, yeah, you can have it, man. He was like, we were just going through new management, but we had no contact to get a hold of you. So then I was a re- little reluctant to get back involved. So at the time, my partner went up and said, uh, <clears throat> we want a contract, and we're going to pay rent. Because, you know, usually when you pay somebody money, they're okay with that you have in certain spots or whatever. So right. that took off, and everything was going fine. But then it's like certain things started changing, and you know how some people say change is inevitable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people don't do well with change. And then when they do, when you start making changes, things have to start making believability of why it changes. So at the time, I just felt like it wasn't what I, it wasn't where I wanted it to be. I started seeing this, started seeing that. My opinion started getting like where it's like, I'm negative minded, I don't care, you know, because I've always been about the boys. You know, I always want to see the guys happy. But sometimes, man, you can't be friends in business. And I've learned that. So, um, matter of fact, last night, January 4, 2020, I just felt like I need to go. I think I've done my time with Ring Wars Carolina. I think Ring Wars Carolina has done its time with me. And I think I need to step. And this was this was a decision I made where I wasn't forced out. I wasn't told to get out. I just think it's like a relationship. When you see the relationship's not going no further, 
and you have to do what you have to do. I do wish the students the best, and if I can help them in any way, I will. But I just think, as for me going up to Ringworth, Carolina, I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to go back around. I want Ringworth to succeed without me. Not saying I'm all that or I'm all Ringworths, but I mean, there's always other options out there. So I left Ringworth, Carolina. I went to the show they had in Lumberton last night. Yes, I, mm-hmm. yes. I told people, hey, I want you to hear it from me first. Because I'm old school business-wise, so I don't want you to read about it and then you blow my phone up or whatever, whatever, whatever. So that was when I said, I need you to know I'm leaving. I'm not coming back. But if you need me, you know how to get in contact with me. Or so on and so on and so on. So if I go to this show January 18th in Hope County and you're there and you're like, hey, man, can you work with me some chain? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then we're going to get up in it. Because Ken can vouch. I used mm-hmm. to get the shows early to get you in the ring just, yep. just, just because of that. Because you have a ring there. And you're not getting in it. You're not taking advantage of it. You know, I, I've always been a sticker for that. Christopher Daniels always told me, you'll drive three hours to go work a show for 15 minutes, but yet you won't drive 15 minutes to go practice for three hours. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and when he said that, man, that just stuck with me. So, and anybody that knows that I've trained him will tell you, I'm bad on training. You need to be there. Yeah. Because like I said, you miss a couple weeks of training, man, you're in trouble. So. Yeah, I, I just I felt like me and Ringworth, Carolina just needed to go our separate ways. Like I said, in Ringworth, Carolina, it's been good to me. I've been good to Ringworth. I just think it's in our best interest we go our separate ways. Okay. So with that being said, if somebody's out there listening and they want to book Hang Time, how do they – do you have an email address or any way they can get in contact with you to book you? Right now, I'm on that level where I'm more face-to-face. As crazy as that sounds, gotta find them, and that—that's my <laughs> biggest thing. <clears throat> I've always been the mentality where I'm not gonna beg to get booked on the show, right? So I've always said, when you see me, if you want to talk to me, you can come talk to me. And don't get it twisted. Now I'm not done with wrestling, um, cause man, I man, my phone has been blowing up all day, <laughs> and I'm not even looking at my Facebook right now. But right. my phone has been blowing up all day, and I've had people asking me. Are you going to train? Are you going to run shows? I mean, I've had people asking me. And I just sit back and I laugh, man. But it's like, I'm not going to say I'm all that, but I got a following. And I've, I've, I've had to learn to deal with that and accept it. Because at first, man, I just wanted to do me, be done with it, whatever. But I had to come to terms. The, the character name Hangtime has taken on a liking to people where a lot of people, and I got people emailing me all the time talking about, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Thank you for, man, you've taught me a lot, whatever. And I just, you know, there might be some surprises pop up. You, you just don't know. I will say my eyes are open. My ears are open. Um, my mouth is not talking, but I, I hear and I'm seeing a lot of things. And, I mean, yeah. You never know what's going to happen in three months Thank or four you. months or during the summer <laughs> <laughs> or during the spring. Right when it's warm outside yeah, exactly there you go wouldn't be the first time i was in a backyard <laughs> <laughs> okay so you know let's how much how much wrestling do you watch on tv or do you i'm a big fan of AEW. okay i love it because it's it's different right um <clears throat> i will watch wwe 
pay-per-views. I don't watch Raw. Right. I don't watch SmackDown. Um, my four favorite pay-per-views for the WWE is the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. Like the big four. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Everything else is like, okay. I used to really enjoy TNA. Um, I enjoyed Impact Wrestling, whatever right. you want to call it. I enjoyed it. I've had business dealings with Impact Pro Wrestling. A lot of people know that. Okay. Um, You've had a match. I've, I've been busy with Impact Wrestling. <laughs> I will say that. Um, but I will tell a lot of people in wrestling, man, the, the, the age plays a key part. It's not that you're not good enough. It's just sometimes the age will deter people away. Now, if you was to ask me about the indies, you know, I always tell people, you need to be the best on the indies that you can be, no matter how old you are, man. If you can do it the right way and safely and take care of people, man, have at it. You're never too old. I, I got in wrestling, man, when I was 26 years old. And that's old in wrestling terms. That is very old in wrestling terms. But then when I sit up here and if you was to ever go to my man cave and see some of the accomplishments of the stuff I have, you'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Right. You know, I wrestled in Canada. I have an action figure in Canada. <laughs> People laugh about it, but that's yes. That's crazy. That's yes, dope. Yes. <laughs> so it's like to sit up here and say this and say that, man, it's just it's an amazing thing. But, I mean, do I want to give back in the business? All the time. Do I miss running the road? Not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> do I enjoy seeing people at the shows? Yes, I do. And that's kind of like where where I am with it right now. I mean, you know. Is that the furthest? Is Canada the furthest you went to uh, wrestling Japan. show? Japan. Been in Canada. Been Whew. in Japan. I've been Whew. been around. I will say I never liked squid. <laughs> what? But I will tell you honestly, McDonald's in Japan is totally different than McDonald's in North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> I would tell anybody. I would say that. I would say that. And then on a Canada side, sweet tea in Canada is totally different than sweet tea in America. Oh, wow. I will tell people that. I tell people that all the time. Oh, my goodness. That's excellent. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I love wrestling. I enjoy it. I love seeing people do well. I love it when I get a student in my hands and I, I not break them, but I get a hold of them. And then when they have their first match and it's a successful, I get into that. I love to see it. And it's not that I try to say I'm better than anybody, but my biggest thing is when I was in school, one of my issues I always had is you cannot tell me how to do something without showing it to me. Right, right. Yes. I just, I've always said, don't sit up there at the blackboard and say, all right, two plus two is four. Boom. I need you to show me how you came up with two plus two. Right. Because my thing is people say practice is perfect. But my dilemma what I, that, that I have is, but if you're practicing the wrong thing, how are you perfect? That's, yeah. <laughs> I had, <laughs> somebody at the radio station used to tell me that back in the day when we used to talk about DJing. Same thing. Yeah, I got practice DJing, but if you're not practicing the right thing, yeah, exactly. So um, people don't understand that. And I just, I laugh about it, but I mean, I'm just big on it, you know. And I, I, I could definitely vouch for him when it comes to the way he trains. He'll, he will tell us, okay, well, we're gonna have chop class, or okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. But he's in the ring with us doing it too. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's sitting to the side going, "Yeah, I want y'all to, you know, run the ropes for ten minutes." Okay. Well, after we're done, he takes his ten minutes and he shows us not only that he can do it, 
but he's willing to do it as well. Right, I learned right. that trait from my mom. My mom always said, people will follow you if you lead, but you have to lead the example that you want them to do. Mm. So when you do that example, you have to do it yourself. You can't just punch somebody in the mouth and not let them not have the, the return to, to throw punches because there's certain things in wrestling, man, you just can't tell somebody to do and they learn it. You have to put your hands on them. They've got to feel comfortable with you. And then, you know, when you have two, three trainers, you're always going to have that favorite teacher. You're always going to have that mm -hmm. favorite trainer. Your demeanor changes when that favorite trainer is not around. You'll go through the progressions, but you don't put the effort into it like, okay, okay, okay. okay. It, just, it doesn't work that way. And I'll, I'll tell you real quick a, <laughs> a funny story. When I first got into wrestling, <laughs> if not all, a good majority of my matches were with hang time. Right. And he took excellent care of me. Of course, me being new in the business and trying this wrestling thing, my mom was always, oh, my God, you be careful. You're going to do this. She was always nervous. So it finally got to the point to where I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to wrestle. No, I don't want you to get hurt. Please, Lord, who are you wrestling? Well, I'm wrestling hang time. Oh, okay, have fun. <laughs> Legit. Like, like Really? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Don't let, don't let his mom fool you. His mom is a clown, too, now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. man, she, I played a bad joke on him one time, and she she went with it. And, I mean, I thought I brought, we, she went into it. She, I mean, his mom was like, I said, ma'am, can I try, can I do something? I was like, I promise I'll behave. She was like, go ahead. And when she saw what I was doing, she, I said, you got to quit laughing. So, he was, this was one of the days I think he was coming, we were either going to a show. We were going to go do flyers. Yeah, or flyers, something like that. He was coming to pick me up, but I wasn't at the house. Right. I was coming from somewhere else, you know, to jump in the car and go with him. I walk in my living room, mm -hmm. he under the covers, on the couch with my mama. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, ah, I, have my, I have my head on her shoulder. <laughs> uh, and she's doing everything she can not to <laughs> laugh. I mean, she's, I thought she was going to pass out because she turned red because she was holding it. I was like, quit, bruh. <laughs> I looked around. I was like, I know I'm in the wrong house. <laughs> How did you react? I, I just, I was shot. I was like, he paused. I'm like, what the? Hell? He paused, and I said, "Go <laughs> to your room." I was. I was <laughs> <laughs> he did. Too. I said, like, "Go to your room." <laughs> <laughs> but see, and that's what I was talking about with like the friendship. Yeah, because you know he had to feel comfortable. One. His mom let me in the house without him being there. So I right, knew she exactly. was she uh -huh. was cool with me being there. That was my biggest thing. Because I always tell people, if you ain't comfortable with me being around, I'll wait for you, you know, whatever. Or you just meet me somewhere and we'll go from there. Right. So my, my biggest thing, as I've always said, man, wrestling, we are supposed to be brothers and sisters. It's supposed to be a family atmosphere. I got you. So when I saw that opportunity, you know, I paused about it. And I was like, man, he knows I ain't going to do nothing with his mom, whatever. So when I went in there, she was like, hey, she didn't say, well, Ken will be here in a minute, have a seat in the kitchen, whatever. I said, all right, cool. When I heard him pull up, I was like, can we play a joke? She was like, what? I was like, I just need you to go along with it. She was like, well, okay. When she saw what I was doing, because she was just sitting on the couch, I sat beside her, I grabbed the blanket off the other end, and I started unfolding it, and I put it over us and everything. Right, I mean, right, right. and I, I probably was choking her, not realizing, because I put that blanket so high up to both our necks yeah. where he couldn't <laughs> so see yeah, our hands could, or yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, you know, you put the blanket on your lap, whatever, you put your hands on it. I didn't want him seeing our hands. I just wanted that shock value, as I call it, where he's like, uh. What the fuck is going on in here? And then I looked, and I was like, go to your room. <laughs> She couldn't stop from laughing from that point. I mean, I mean she I was literally dead red. in my tracks. Did you and go I to did. your room? 
No. <laughs> uh. And I, I, knew, I knew he was there because I saw the car in the driveway. So I'm walking in the house. Yeah, you know, Tony, I'm coming. Let me grab it. You know, my gear. Let yeah, me do this. Yeah. And just I come around the corner. I was like, what? Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, what? It's going on in here. It's going on in here. Laughing the whole time. Wow, that's hilarious. That's good stuff. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a good place to end it too. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so look, you already know what it is, man. It's the Smash and Bad Podcast. Definitely would like to thank Hank Tom for joining us today on this episode, man. And look, you already know what to do. You can follow us on social media at Instagram at Smash and Bad Podcast, Twitter Smash and Bad Pod, Facebook Smash the Mat, on YouTube Smash the Mat Podcast, and we are available on all streaming platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. That's right, Pandora. Just added that. Oh. Uh, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio. Oh, did I say that already? I don't know. It's, we're on everything. <laughs> we're on everything. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? And, look, and if you're a sponsor, give us money. Give us money. <laughs> no, don't give. Donate. Yeah. Oh, when yeah, you donate, give, you want it back. That's there right. you go. Hey, man, well, donate us money. There you go. <laughs> we work. <laughs> <laughs> you already know what it is, man. Smash that podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. All Day, Kenny Bangle. And you're listening to Smash the Mat Podcast. All day. Hey, everybody. This is a Caribbean tiger, the man you love to hate. So please follow Smash the Mat Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.